Brother, what, what is this timing? What is this timing? First of all, yeah, what is this timing? I've, I, I actually haven't been at home. I've literally just got home five minutes ago. I had to run around and get, where, where get everything you? sorted. <laughs> Um, I was out. I was actually working, so I do. Um, I do like um, graphic design and some video oh, okay. editing and stuff. So I was out. I was out on a job. And I literally just got back. So how's it over there? What's the What's it like? What's the whole situation like? Um, it's alright. There's, there's, there's not much. Um, there's there's nothing going on in the in terms of like DJing. Yeah. Um, but obviously, everyone's still trying to keep their social media alive, all the venues and stuff. So that's what we're doing. I've been basically content creating for a couple of venues and stuff. Yeah. So going out, filming, um, doing their flyers, animating shit, that, that kind of stuff. What's what's the bite saying? Like, what's what's it like over there at the moment? Is anything going to open soon? Your guess is good, good as mine. Um, like, literally, everything's shut. In terms yeah. of, like, nightlife, like, the, the shops and stuff are open, but in terms of nightlife... Um, no one's really got a clue. What's, what's, happened, with the, what's happened with the shisha bars? Like, I heard they closed that as well. They closed that a while ago. Um, I don't think they're open yet. At the minute, it's just kind of restaurants and stuff. I don't think yeah, yeah. Um, that stuff's open yet. But how you been keeping yourself busy anyway? Like, you're working and what else are you doing? That's it, man. Just, just working. I'm still, I'm still doing my best to just stay busy. So just a lot of content creation stuff. If yeah. not for myself, then like I said, for other people. Um, that and just kind of, I'd like to say practice. I'd like, I'd like to say practice and production, but I haven't touched any production the whole time since lockdown started. Yeah, basically, now you've said really that you've got to go you got to go do it now. Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I actually need to practice. That's one of my worst habits is I actually don't do any practice, um, which I should do. That's not something yeah. to to brag about like I actually need to practice I, I want to try and get in a routine where I'm doing it like at least a couple times a week mm-hmm. so what is it about production that you like and enjoy about it um I'm still kind of new to production like, I mean I started production properly probably two years ago yeah. um I like it but it's not my passion that's why I'm not heavily like in the studio and stuff like my passion's dj so mm-hmm. if i say what i like about production is the, it's the it's the part of making my own music but then playing it but the playing in part isn't production i like playing it because i like dj yeah. production is kind of a side hobby I, I don't take it too seriously i, I make i make i make tracks and i throw them out for free i never really do much on that side do you think it helps your set a lot with like making mashups or making other things like that not really. Me personally, nah, it doesn't make any difference to my set uh, because a lot of the remixing and, and mashups and stuff that you would hear in a set, I do live. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's nothing that's pre-made or pre-recorded. So, nah, it doesn't make any difference to my to my set other than other than hearing your own song in, yeah. in a set and watching people's reaction. That's the part that obviously goes down well. That's the part that I like. So, going to your career, well, how did you start DJing? So this is, I think this is my 10th year, uh, sorry, 11th year uh, DJing. Okay. I started when I was at um, university. I kind of started by, by accident. Um, I was a club promoter for probably a year before I even thought about DJing. Okay. I only got into DJing to save, to save money. Uh, I was paying, I was a club promoter paying for DJs. I didn't want to pay for DJs anymore. So I just taught myself um, and then kind of went from there. Taught myself and then realized actually it's kind of fun. Yeah. And the money's way more consistent than being a club promoter. So I just kind of transitioned that side. 
so from then on, how have you become to this? Like, what's what's been what's been happening in between? What was um what was your first clubbing gig, and what's what, how, how have you kind of progressed? I kind of got lucky with my gigs because I was a club promoter before I was a DJ. By default, I knew all the I knew all the club owners, every club yeah. owner in the area. Um, so when I did make that transition from um, being a promoter to a DJ, I already had all the ins, so I didn't find it difficult. I had to step up. I didn't find it difficult to get gigs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just just started doing a lot of local gigs, a lot of local residencies. And then slowly started branching out around the UK, started doing, I'm from London, so a lot of my sets were in London, Essex, and then slowly started branching out to the likes of uh, Manchester, Newcastle, Belfast, uh, where else, where else, where else, Bristol, I did a couple of times, I did um, Mm. Brighton, I had a residency in Brighton as well, I was was kind of up and down, up and down the whole, whole place. So why did you move to Dubai for seasons and stuff like that? What was what was the reasoning behind it? I never really did. I never I never really moved for a season. Like I live here permanently. Um, it's okay. not it's not like I'm doing a season or anything. So like, did you really did you move like before? Did you just move? Did you want to just move for permanent, or was it just for a season idea? No, nah, it was always it's always it's always it's always a permanent. Um, it's almost it was always a permanent thing. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just reading. <laughs> I'm reading the. Um, I'm getting my WhatsApp notifications <laughs> on the phone, <laughs> and I'm getting WhatsApp by people that are watching it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, it was never. It was never like a season thing. So I did again when I, when I was in the UK. I got booked for a gig in Dubai, so I flew out yeah. here um, and I did the gig, and I just liked it. And I thought at that time, for me in my kind of personal career, I'd done everything I wanted to do on my circuit. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of bored. I was just doing the same clubs all the time. Yeah. Um, and I thought, right, well, I quite, I quite enjoyed my set in Dubai, so let me give it a try. Um, so, yeah, I kind of moved it. After that one set, I think maybe like a year later, I moved over. Has it been the best move for you? Or do you think staying in London would have been the best idea for you? Or Nah, for me, for me, it's been, it's been the best move uh, in terms of, my, my my gigs have stayed the same. So so before, this is what I would say to people. I was always based in London. Yeah. But I had a lot... It got to a point where I had a lot more international gigs than I had local gigs. Yeah, yeah. So it was a case of, yeah, I'm, I'm, I live in London, but I'm flying out. I'm, I'm based in London, but I'm flying out and doing all these gigs kind of all over the world. Mm. So I kind of just picked up and put it here. So now I'm still... I'm based in Dubai, but I'm still doing the same gigs that I would have done in London or yeah. Spain or France or wherever. So it's um it's, it was a good move for me because I still kept my other gigs and I just added uh kind of the Dubai network onto that onto that roster of gigs. When you moved to Dubai, was the competition uh easier than it is now in terms of DJ, or is it? So when I moved to uh, when I moved to um before I moved, I spoke to a couple of DJs. Yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, it's kind of, it's hard to break into the circle here. Uh, you might struggle to get work. Blah blah blah." And I said to them, what, what, what difference is that to someone who's not from London moving to London and trying mm. to break in there or trying to move to Belfast or trying to move to Manchester? So I said, it's the same anywhere you go. Um, so it wasn't any more difficult than I expected it to be. Not to yeah. say it was easy, but I didn't, it, it was exactly how I expected it. As in, you start from the bottom, you're starting from scratch, you start from the bottom up and you hope that your, your CV kind of, elevates you and pushes you a bit quicker than others yeah uh, which it does it helps um 
yeah, so you, you hope that your CV kind of pushes things a bit quicker uh, and then you use your networking and, and the actual ability to DJ to, to push yourself through. So it didn't take too long to kind of find my feet over here. What is it about Dubai that makes like the nightlife different to other cities and countries? Uh, for me, there's just more of it. There's, there's stuff open. You've got the capacity here to DJ or to go out yeah. seven days a week and seven nights a week. I don't know many other places all year round. And I don't know many other places that have that opportunity all year round. You yeah. get it in the likes of Spain for the summer season um, or anywhere else you go in Europe, you get it for the summer, but through the winter, there's not much else. There's not much else going. Mm-mm-mm. How is it? Kind of, you, your kind of crates must be massive now, kind of DJing in Dubai, because I know it's very, it's a very international country as well, um, city. It um, is, yeah, it is. I've picked up... I picked up a, a huge, huge French database that I never had. I'm, one of my main residencies is, as, is at a French club. Um, yeah. so I picked up a load of French music that I never had um, before, which is uh, the, the timings. Before I moved here, I was DJing in France a lot. Yeah. So I wish I had that catalogue when I was DJing back in France. Um, but then I picked up a load of French stuff, Spanish, Arabic. So yeah, you, you kind of, you expand um, a lot quicker huge sound here is afrobeat so i've had to expand that library mm. a bit more than i was back in the uk because that at the time that wasn't a huge sound in the uk yeah yeah yeah. i mean now yeah it's coming up massively but yeah, yeah. before you moved and everything there wasn't as bit like still i mean still in the west end you wouldn't hear bash like proper bashment afrobeats anywhere yeah <clears throat> long time since i went to the west end <laughs> years <laughs> since i went there where, where, when's the last time that you were back that... in london um, before obviously all this, I'm, I'm in London a lot. Like before all this, I was in London every, at least once a month, doing a gig okay. once a month, uh, sometimes every two weeks. So I'm, I'm spending, a lot of people don't know I live here because I'm always in the UK. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in London a lot, but this is the longest I've actually, I've been here nearly six months now. It's the longest I've stayed in one place for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must be trapped that, but you must enjoy that. I mean, even though you're still working, it's still a kind of break for you in that sense. I don't know. I'm loving this break. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm loving it. (laughs) This is obviously. I can tell um, you look chill, bro. You look, you look like you're on holiday, (laughs) man. (laughs) I feel like I'm on holiday. Like literally, (laughs) before this, I I love what I do, so I I didn't take any breaks. I was I was DJing in 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 the week, probably ten sets across the seven days um a lot of them would be packed into the same day so i was never working seven days a week but in one day i could do three or four sets um i think for two years straight uh, on a friday i dj'd for 12 or 13 hours i'd start at 1 p.m and finish at 3 a.m for two two years straight so for me this is a big a big break for me a holiday a holiday that i never would have taken If, if i wasn't forced to do this if i wasn't forced to be home i'd be out working now so um yeah, yeah it's a holiday yeah. that i wanted but i never would have taken so a lot of people and a lot of up and coming DJs obviously want to get these overseas bookings and stuff like that. Like how hard was it for you or was it easy because you knew the right people? Um, and what advice would you give them? The, the overseas stuff was harder for me. Uh, like I said, the, the local stuff, when I started, it was easy. I, I knew everyone. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of easy to get local geese. The overseas stuff, as every DJ, I wanted to do and I couldn't figure out how to crack it. Um, and what I did actually, I just started flying a lot of places for free myself. The reason why, though, a lot, but some people don't know, 
the reason why overseas gigs are harder to get is because the promoter or the club has to invest more money in you. They have yeah, to yeah. pay for your flight. They have to pay for your hotel. Then they've got to pay you a wage. That's a, that's a big chunk of money. And it's a lot cheaper for them to just get a local DJ. Mm. So I thought to myself, right, well, you, you, you kind of need to invest in yourself as a DJ. So I thought, right, I'll pay for us. I'll, I'll, I'll say right at the beginning when I first started, I'd say, like, I'll pay for my flight. I'll pay for my hotel. Yeah. Just pay me the DJ wage. Um, and then I'd treat it as a holiday. Um, because I knew, like I said, you got to invest in yourself. I knew that, right, I'm, I'm shelling out £500 for this for this flight and hotel. But I believe I'm going to do a good enough job that I'll get a phone call to say, can you come back for me next month and month after month and I'll after. Pay, and then I'll pay and that's how, that's, yeah, and then I'll actually pay for everything. And that's how I treated yeah. it for the first year or so. And it just kept, uh, it kept rolling um, and it worked out. So um, what so advice that's, would that's you the, give that's the, way, that's the way I did it. So what advice would you I would, give to I would say, DJs? I, I, the only advice I can give is the way I've done it and the way it works for me. I would say if you if you actually believe that you're worth the money and that you're good enough, go do yeah. go do it for free. Go say, look, I'll I'll do you this set for free because I know that when I'm done, you're gonna want me back and you're gonna want to pay for me. Mm. How do you find like the competition though in general? <clears throat> like obviously the game is very oversaturated. I don't know how it is in like Dubai, is, yeah. but. I think maybe it's still the same in Dubai as it was over here. Maybe in London it, it's more. It is. It is. It is oversaturated here. That's that's kind of a given. Um, I had a conversation with um, a good, a really good friend of mine, my old housemate, who's, who's another DJ. He's lived here for ten yeah. years, um, but he's been he's been DJing for 20, 25 years. We had a chat. And we were kind of both on the same wavelength because we always said so. You obviously get it is oversaturated, and you get these kind of older DJs that have been around for a while complaining that there's new DJs coming through and it's too easy to learn how to DJ now. They're not using turntables. They're not using this, not using that. They're using their laptops. They're charging less. They're coming in and stealing the gigs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And me, me and this other DJ were like, yeah, but so what? <laughs> if you're, for me, <coughs> if you're able to, if you're, if you're able to come in as a new DJ and take my gig, then you deserve it <laughs> because but it's, like, like, I don't it's, it's that, that as well. But also, you did the same for the other people. You get me for like each generation are doing the same thing. So like the older DJs did that to the 100%, older DJs. So... 100%. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it just, it just, it, it's, it's a cycle. Um, yeah. If you can come in, if you can come in and do a better job than me and take my set, then you deserve my set. Uh, so it might be oversaturated, but if you're working hard enough, you'll get to where you need to be. Okay, going with that, do you think? you've got to the level, even though you're probably still, every day you're learning something new, but have you got to the level where you don't think these up-and-coming DJs may take your set? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. You, you, you kind of, you could you'd fall into the trap of getting a bit like complacent and arrogant if, if you thought no one can take my set. Um, yeah. You have to have, uh, you have to have a kind of a, a balance between confidence, but also knowing that it can be pulled from under your feet at any minute. So like mm. I said, right at the beginning, I don't practice because I don't have the time, but I know I should. Yeah. Um, it's not like you can't sit back and say, no, I'm not going to practice. I'm cool. I'm the best in my club or in my area. No one's going to come take my work. You need to just stay on top of your game and be practicing and putting the work in all yeah. the time. Definitely. What's the, what's the best club you've DJed in? Best club? Um... Be careful what you say, innit? <laughs> <laughs> you out your residency. I, I <laughs> Honestly, I enjoy 
I really, at the stage that I'm, I'm at now, I rarely yeah. take a gig that I don't want to do. So I enjoy all my sets. I pick my sets carefully. Uh, and I, uh, So I enjoy all the ones I do. I, I, I love doing, um, I did a couple of gigs. I used to do quite a few regular gigs in France. Uh, a club was yeah. called NH. Loved it there. Um, I do Dre's here, which is one of my favourites. Um, it's a smaller club in Belfast that I do quite regularly. I love that. Um, and then there was a, I had a residency for a couple of years at a club in Essex in Colchester. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. It was only a smaller club. I love that. So they're all different. You can have huge clubs, tiny clubs. I genuinely enjoyed all, all those, uh, mm. yeah, all those gigs. With, I, with, I don't um, necessarily have a favourite gig. <laughs> with uh, Dre's, um, is it easier to kind of go to Vegas Dre's or is that the hard, is that hard? Sorry, not Ve- uh, yeah, is it Ve- yeah, Vegas Dre's. What is it? As in, are they are they linked? Is it? Yeah, like is it is it easier because you're a resident there or because you DJ there to go to them and be like, well, I DJ in a Dubai one. I actually wouldn't. Know. I've never attempted to. I've never, I've never tried to DJ in the Vegas one, uh, but I have been to the Vegas one before. Um, yeah. They're different owners. They're different owners. Different clubs. Different music policies. Different managers. So I don't think it's as easy as just you're you're a resident of one, so you can step mm. into the other. Um, it might help if you, if you if you if you're able to get yourself a meeting with the manager. It might yeah. help to to drop that. Yeah, I'm actually already working for the brand, but it's that manager's choice whether he wants to say I don't give a shit or yeah, let me let me hear you out kind of thing. So I don't think that helps in any particular kind of way. So in the next five years, where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself still living in Dubai or? Yeah, I'm here for I'm here for the long term. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I suppose just to progress with my. Um, the DJ will never stop just to just to progress with the kind of level of sets that I'm doing so yeah so I'm doing I do a few festivals a year but I want to be able to raise that and do festivals yeah. all summer let's say instead of doing two three festivals a year I want to be booked out the whole summer on uh, mm. on festivals um, I tour I think twice a year um, around um, Europe um, but I'd like to be able to do like a foot, like a world tour, let's say, yeah. uh, once a year, rather than kind of three mini tours, uh, where I pack all the pack all the European gigs into like a month. I usually do it in. So yeah, I think the goal is to kind of just expand on my skill set, ability, practice, and also expand on the, the kind of sets I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your opinion, do you, <clears throat> do you think uh, Instagram followers are a big thing, and do you think following is a big thing? What do you mean following? Oh, like what is in, is in my following? Yeah. Um, Instagram followers. Um, it's, it's that's a funny one because it's um, a, a a very big part part of it is uh, vanity metrics. Like it makes yeah. you feel better <laughs> if you see you've got excellent uh, mm. followers. It makes you feel better. It doesn't actually mean anything, but at the same time, perception is a huge thing uh, in our industry, as you probably know. So yeah. if a club is looking is out on the lookout for DJs, especially in Dubai. If they're out on the lookout for DJs, and they see a DJ that's got a hundred followers and a DJ that's got a hundred thousand followers, without even listening to either of them, they'll pick the hundred thousand guy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that only get you. That only get you so far. That may get you into the club. <laughs> that's not going to secure your your residency if you're not mm. a good DJ. So it only get you so far. But it helps. Um, but I don't think it's not a big thing. Following is a different. That's a different thing. Following yeah. does matter. Uh, that's part of your brand. If you work you need to be able to work on your brand to expand it to the point where people hear your name or hear your brand and they know exactly who you are, what you're about, 
where you're going to play and what yeah. to expect. People can people will rock up at my gigs and they'll know. Well, I've heard Nana here. I've heard him there. I know exactly what he's going to play. Like I know, I know his set, and I'm here because I like his music, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big thing. So following uh, and following helps with the with the with the club bookings as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if a club if a club knows that they book you and they're going to get uh, fifty girls with with your name on the fly, then they're going to book you um, over someone who brings nothing like, to the table. Bro. It's not. <laughs> I'm talking about you. I'm not even talking about me. Talking Where do you mean, bro? That's more you, man. That's more, that's more you. The living in Dubai, selling girls' dreams, like come to my house in Dubai. You know. <laughs> you know. You know. Every girl wants to end up in Dubai, isn't it? <laughs> but how hard for you? How hard was it for you to get following? Was it quite easy because you had a lot of sets here and there? But or did it take um, time for people? to so get, the funny, get the funny thing is, name? the funny thing is the the. the the easiest way to get a following I found was not to be jumping around like doing a set here set there it's yeah. quite hard to build a following in my opinion by doing that I got my biggest following from my residencies when you're in one venue week in week out and you've got the same people coming in week in week out and they love your music that's when they start following you uh, and they start asking for you have a week off uh, they're asking the management well where's where's the DJ where's the where's the yeah, guy yeah. who's usually here that's when I, that's how I built my following from all my residencies, um, and that's the way I've done it the whole way through. Um, the residencies build your following. The hopping around and big gigs uh, builds your profile. They're two different things, so but you need to be doing both of them to kind of intertwine and grow as a brand. I think. Yeah. So, talking about branding as well, do you look to branding as a big thing as well? And if a if a DJ's branding isn't on point, do you do you take them seriously or not seriously or branding for me is such a huge thing like such a huge huge thing whether you're a dj or whether you're a gardener um, yeah it's a huge thing it's what it's what's going to sell your products if you're selling a dj set if you're selling a lamp like it's what's going to sell your products um there's been so many times where a club has um asked me to dj and i like the club or whatever i've accepted the gig They've sent me the flyer and I've looked at it and I thought, I'm not, there's no way that's touching my Instagram. I'm not posting it because uh, <laughs> it just doesn't fit my brand. It's just a horrible piece of work and it yeah. doesn't fit my brand. Um, and I tell people that all the time. I tell clubs, there's been times where a club will, do, will send me a flyer and I'll say to them, I'll make you a flyer. And I'll do it for free and I'll post it because uh, yeah. I can't post that. I think branding is huge uh, and people need to kind of respect how big it is. Um, mm. If you don't, you'll trip up later down the line and you have to go back to square one with your branding anyway and you, you have yeah. to start again you have to rebrand <clears throat> which is a, a nightmare have you have you rebranded before then no i've never rebranded um i've changed my logo a couple of times and i'll probably change it again <laughs> um soon but no i don't think i've had to rebrand my music style has changed and evolved i used to yeah. be, when i first started learning I was just a house DJ. I could only mix house. I couldn't even mix anything else. Um, so I was a house DJ for a while. Then I got into open format. So then I went just R&B. I didn't play any, but didn't play any house. Yeah. Uh, and now I play both. Um, I play, every, not even both, I play everything, any genre under the sun. So kind of, I've had to, I haven't changed my brand, but I've just kind of evolved it and just to let mm-hmm. people know that actually this guy, this guy can do everything and he's not just, not just in kind of that lane or that avenue. You know, so when you were a house DJ, did you find it hard getting urban sets? Even even like when you started becoming multi, uh, multi-genre and open format, did you still find it hard to 
No, I didn't. I didn't find. I didn't find it hard. It was. It was reverse. I was getting the sets before before I could play it. That's why I decided to learn another genre. I've been getting. I'm getting asked to play hip hop and R and B, and I don't have a library and I can't mix it. Yeah, I'm thinking shit. I need to go back and learn. So I didn't necessarily find it hard. I think you'd find it hard the other way around if you were a a hip hop DJ and you're trying to get house sets. Yeah, because some people were saying that as well that. They, they, no one takes you seriously if you're a hip hop DJ. And then let's say you were going to Love Juice, yeah, and to get sets there or try to get into there, and they, and they know you just play hip hop or your main genre. Yeah, it is, it is tough. Um, people are kind of, uh, yeah, you, you can end up pigeonholing <clears throat> yourself, um, and people will assume you can only do one thing. Um, and then you, you, you might, in some people's eyes, lose credibility because you play a certain kind of genre. Yeah. Or you don't play a certain kind of genre. And I kind of, I slowly, years ago, I kind of started to believe that and fall in the trap. And then I decided, actually, Joe, you know I'm just going to play what I want. I, I love, I love all these genres of music. So why am I only going to play one? I'll just play what I feel like playing. Um, yeah. I made sure that my brand kind of reflected that um, so that I didn't get stuck in, in a certain way. Um, so yeah, it can hurt you, but I think you just got to do what you're good at and what you like doing. You're only selling yourself, you're only selling out if you're playing music you don't like. So you were saying before that people know your sets and people know like what you're going to do like here and there, but what makes your set actually unique compared to other DJs? Um, I don't necessarily... um... Okay, so the way I see it is everyone on... Every DJ on the planet has access to the same songs. There's, yeah. there's nothing, there's no song that you can get that I can't get. There's no song that I can get that you can't get. Um, so you have to be able, it's, it's what you do with the tracks. Otherwise, we're all going to have the same set. We can, yeah. all, we can all hammer out a main set and play the top 10 tracks of, of, of that month and hammer the same main set. Um, so what I try and do is I rarely listen to... Um, I don't listen to the radio that much, so I, I never know mm. what track's banging at the minute. I only ever yeah. know what track's banging because I'm, because I'm in the club, I've been to the club and I've seen the reaction. So I kind of, I just download music that I like the sound of. And then if I know that it's too new to be popular, I'll get that, let's say, instrumental and I'll hit it with like an acapella that I know that people love. So I kind of, I'll slowly introduce the, the tracks that way. Yeah. My live, my kind of live remixing is the way that I'm able to, I try and stand out. My main thing is when I do a set, so let's say there are 10 DJs on the lineup, but when I do a set, I want to be able for everyone in the club to know that I've started DJing without me having to touch. I don't use a mic anyway. So without me touching the mic, you need to know that I've started DJing. Mm. We were discussing this yesterday as well. Like how do with Max Denham, he was saying like, how do, how do you get people to know that it's you without even having to drop a bomb saying it's DJ Chris or DJ whoever or having to drop anything like that. <clears throat> so I think, yeah, it's a lot yeah. to work on on that side of things. Because nowadays, obviously, everything's oversaturated in that sense. And you've you got to try find your find a way to be unique. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it is tough. It's tough to, it's tough to be unique. Because like I said, everyone's got access to the same equipment, the same music. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on how how much you love it and how creative you are as a person. Uh, there are certain DJs out there that are sick with their... Uh, wordplay. Um, there, mm. There's certain DJs out there that are sick with their scratching. There's certain DJs that are sick with their loops. You just got to find your niche, your your kind of route, and stick with it. Yeah. How long did it kind of take for you to get your niche? 
I don't know. Um, I actually have no idea. I kind of, before I was a DJ, like I said, I never wanted to be a DJ. I kind of just fell into it by yeah. accident. But before that, I always loved music anyway. Um, and I found that I'm able to, I've got a, an ear to know that the crowd are going to like a song mm. before I've ever played it. Do you get what I mean? So before, yeah. before, I've, before I've ever played this song, like I can, I can I, so let's say I'm looking for music, right? And I download a track. So I've never played it before. I can listen to the track a bit. Yeah, the crowd are going to love this. I just know the crowd are going to love it. And that's kind of, I suppose, that's where I think my niche is that I'm able to, to do that. So I can play yeah. new music, old music, whatever you call it, wherever it, wherever it falls. But I know that I can play a whole set and people are going to love from the first minute to the last minute. doesn't matter what the song is. I can play an old school set, old school R&B set. And I know that it's going to be different to this guy's old school R&B set, but I'm still going to make sure the crowd loves like, every minute of it. Do you, do you think songs right now have a shelf life? Yeah, 100%. To... <laughs> a very, a very, very, very short shelf life. So, um, yeah. so me and me and Max Denham were discussing this as well yesterday. So he was saying like, "Nice for what?" Yeah, when did you last play "Nice for What" in a club? In a club, I couldn't tell you. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but like, <laughs> over, ago, yeah, but <laughs> in in Dubai, it's more commercial, right? Though, like those kind of things, if you play it, it will still be it'll still be all right to play it. Like over here, people wouldn't have the same. Yeah, yeah, no, you can you can play it. It's you, you, no, you can play it. Um, <clears throat> Only reason I haven't played it is because I forgot about it. Like, like, I'm, like I'm saying, this yeah. like short self, shelf life. Um, when it came out, it was big. It was huge. I, I still love that song. I couldn't tell you when I last played it because it's just been lost in my library. Why, with why the is other that? songs that will come out. Is that just because there's more <sighs> variety or more competition with artists? Or I, I think I think maybe. I I personally think just just the music is more accessible um, to everyone. So to yeah. As a DJ, the music's more accessible, so I can grow, I can double my library in a month. My whole library that's taken me 10 years to collect, I could double that in probably a couple of months. Whereas mm. I couldn't do that before. You were trailing, you were looking, you were digging for music. Now, <clears throat> you could be on a record pool and download a couple of hundred songs. Like, it's that easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another reason why, another reason why the shelf life's probably a lot shorter is because how accessible music is to the crowd. So crowd yeah. can, before the crowd would have to jump on the radio uh, to listen to a song. And the song was only big in the club if it was getting radio backing. If the radio were pushing it, that's when DJs would get it. Now, to jump on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, and you listen to a track, and then you can drop that track in a week and just down and just stream another track. And the yeah. shelf life is so small that you're now, as a DJ, you're now having to keep up, keep up with the pace of the crowd. They're bored of the, of the, the, the big number one hit that you played last week. They're bored of it now because there's a new number one hit. So now you've got to get that. So that's why you're recycling songs. That's why you're running through songs at that rate. And that's why they get bored a lot quicker. Go, uh, going back with like what you're playing in the clubs, how do you know what to play when you come out of quarantine and the clubs open up? Because obviously they're not getting that. Because you said you're, you'll know when it's banging. If, it's, if it gets reaction in the club, yeah. obviously we're not getting a reaction. So how do you, how do you know? How do you gauge it? Uh, for me, this is um, I think it's a talent. It's a talent that's come out of being lazy <laughs> with my music. I've never. I, I don't really get the time to download. I shouldn't really admit this. I don't get the time to download music too often. So, yeah. so I'm 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 not really up to date with like the new new tracks like that at all. Um, in in a in a bad way. Um, so I don't really 
download music and I've never planned a set in my life. I'll just rock up and I'll do 10 minutes of testing the waters, reading the crowd. Yeah. After 10 minutes, I'll figure out what kind of sound. I won't know what music they want to hear, but I'll know what sound they like. And from then I'll just mm. freestyle the whole thing. So that's, that's, that's not really worrying me going back in studio and after three, four, five, maybe six months out uh, because I'm going to use the same method that I've always used, which yeah, is yeah. not preparing. Trial and error. Rolling up and <laughs> trial and error. Yeah, trial and error. <laughs> right, that just sounds so bad. If someone's joined in, yeah, it just sounds bad. It sounds, it sounds bad. Like, it's got, it's got you to where you are, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's worked for me so far. It is, it's, it's definitely an element of laziness because I need to keep up my music. But at the same time, like I said at the beginning, yeah. It's very time, any DJ knows it's very time consuming looking for music. And I don't, mm. when, I'm, when I'm working, I don't have that kind of time. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm working seven days a week. If I, I'll, I'll be DJing four or five days a week. And then I'll be doing my other jobs, my, uh, my graphic design and my video editing. I'll be doing that for the other two, three, four days. I don't really have the time to troll <laughs> the music. And like I said, I've just, I've just learned to get by. I've learned to figure out what's working. Obviously... You have to download. You have to download your music. So I'll set aside one day every three weeks where I'm just going yeah. through and just getting music. But I, I accumulate songs. I, I rarely get all my music in a day. I'll accumulate songs. I'll, I'll download. I'll hear a song in the club and I'll go home and download that one song. And then Tuesday I download another one song. Where do you get your most of your music from? Or do you, or do you um, disclose that? <laughs> no, nah, I, I don't mind. Like I said. Um, we, we all have access to the same to the same music. Um, it's what you do with it. Um, I get a lot of my music from DJ City. Um, a lot of my yeah, a lot of music from DJ City. A lot of my hip hop from DJ City. Um, and my house music, I get a lot of it from SoundCloud. SoundCloud and YouTube. Yeah. I find I find the new tracks on YouTube, and then I'll just go through page after page on Google to try and find the the, the right the, the kind of the right track. You see the French music. Do you, is there yeah. a record pool for that, or do you just get it off iTunes or something like that? There, there, there probably is, but I don't. I get it off, um, yeah, iTunes or Google's my best friend. Like, if I'm looking for a track, yeah. The the, the rule is, if if you hear a track, it exists on the internet somewhere. Somewhere you're gonna find it. Somewhere. somewhere. So I'll type it into Google and I'll go through. I'll go through ten, twenty, thirty pages of after, and I'll find a good a good edit of that track. Um, yeah. So no, I don't really use record pools like that i just i know what track i'm looking for and i'll go find it so looking back at your career so far what's been the highlight for you um i've had, I've had some good gigs it's, it's been funny because i've i've had some good gigs but they've not been it's not been our ah, from year five everything was sick yeah. Um, or whatever it's been like I've had some sick gigs and it's gone back to normal and I've had some sick gigs so they've been spread across across the 10 years I've been doing it I had some sick gigs in like year my first year of DJing I got uh, I got booked to play in Ibiza uh, and yeah. I was playing um, at Ibiza Rocks um, on the main stage at Ibiza Rocks which was which was sick for a first I think first year or two of DJing in and one then I year, played a couple of the boat parties as well <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then like, bro in one year I'm like, like, in one year I was doing my bedroom <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get IB for like that. So yeah, like my my, my highlights are kind of spread. IB for was sick. Um, I've done a, I've done a couple of gigs in India, which surprised me. Really, okay. really good fun. Uh, China, I did last year, which is sick. Whereabouts um, in China? And the festivals. I did Shanghai. Okay. Um, can't remember the name. Can't remember the name of the club. Um, but I played in Shanghai last September, uh, which was good fun. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. My, my highlights are just. 
are just yeah, the the traveling the, the big clubs I get to play <clears throat> around the world. Festivals always fun. So, which would be your top two places to DJ, as in city wise? Dubai, hands down, because I live here. If I, if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't be here. Uh, Dubai is um, right at the top for me. And yeah. my second one's probably probably Marbella, but not because the clubs are anything special. Like, the clubs are good, but it's more the it's more the experience we have there. We go as a team of yeah. six, seven, eight DJs, and the experience we have together. Getting to DJ, getting to play uh, music with your mates, you can't really beat that. So I could, you could do it anyway. You could take that same group and you could, you could get us to DJ and flip in South End and we'd just have yeah. a sick time. And that would be one, that would be one of my favourite gigs. So yeah, my bad, my bad because of the, the guys that I go with uh, and we'll, we'll enjoy each other's company and each other's music as well. So yeah, then, yeah, I'd say those two places. If you look back at your career, is there anything you'd change or differ? Um... I don't think I've changed anything, you know, like I've been, my work rate has stayed the same since day one. Um, like so I, I don't said know, is that laid back or? Is that laid back or is that actually hard working? <laughs> um, like I said to you, like right at the beginning, I'm kind of half grateful for this, for this lockdown because I'm, yes. I'm, I'm on holiday, a holiday that I never would have taken. Um, and my work rate has always been as such where I will just work every yeah, day on something it may not be it may not be djing but i'll work every single day on something and mm. um, i'll learn something and yes i've been doing that from day one and that's allowed me to get to uh it's allowed me to progress every year there's been progression uh and it's yeah. never gone backwards so no i don't think i'll change i don't think i'll change anything or if, if if there's one thing i would there's one thing i would change i would have liked to learn production a bit earlier um, okay. or maybe even learn learn to dj a bit earlier i would have just I'm loving what I do now so much that I would have liked to have started five years earlier. Um, what's your take on DJs not playing their part in a set? So warm-up DJ not doing the right way of warming up the crowd and everything? Um, I've, had that, I've had that a couple of times. Um, <clears throat> yeah, How did I've you kind of deal with it? Times. Personally, I'm not that bothered um, because... Do you know how many millions of songs there are in the world? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't outplay me. It's, it's impossible. <laughs> you can play, every, you can do your hour set and play every single banger you want. There's still more music to be played. Um, mm. So personally, it's not a problem for me. But as for like the kind of fluidity of the night, it's a problem. It's a, if it's yeah. my event, it's my night. Or if I'm concerned about how the night's going as a whole, then yeah, I'll be, I'll be kind of like, what's, what's this guy doing? Um, would you not play or would you carry on playing? Like, let's say you, you arrived at a club, DJs played everything. Ba well, not everything, but you know what I mean? Like, just the crowd ain't even there because he's played all these tunes that <laughs> meant for, <laughs> meant for, meant for like one, one o'clock. Um, no, I'm not famous enough to, to not to just not play. I'm not famous enough. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not important enough to just rock up like, no, I'm not playing. Um, <laughs> No, like I said, it, it, it don't bother me, but I'd definitely pull them up on it. I'd, I'd, I'd say what you did. Um, I'd pull them up on it, um, but it could it could be anything. It could be down to inexperience. Um, it could be down to, yeah, they just don't know how to play the warm-up set properly or yeah. whatever. So it's not, 
unless someone's doing it on purpose to throw you off, it's not something you can really do anything about. It's, it's whoever's, it's the promoter's job. It's whoever booked the DJ to, to it's their responsibility to have a word and say, this guy isn't right for the job. Mm, definitely. Um, what's your kind of take on the scene coming out of quarantine? So obviously, do you, do you think that promoters and managers are going to look more broadly at the whole thing? and look at more DJs, like up and coming or mid, like mid or whatever? Um, or do you think they're going to stay safe and keep with what they know and what, and who they know? A lot of, um, a lot of the way we get work is through, in fact, the main way, I'd say, I'd say DJ <clears throat> is probably 30% talent and ability, yeah. 70% who, 70% who you know. Um, yeah. So because of that, I don't think a single thing's going to change. We're going to go back and the, the same DJs are going to hit up the same managers they know, uh, which is exactly what I'm going to do. The minute I'm allowed to go back to work, the managers that I already work with, they're going to call me up. And if they haven't mm. called me, I'll call them and say, right, what's the plan? Um, everything's going to stay the same. Everyone's going to slip back into their old, their old residencies and it will yeah. be a case of the DJs that don't have work are going to have to kind of drive their <laughs> way through again, as always. Um, yeah, I don't think anything's going to change. Do you ever get worried about your sets being taken or are you kind of? No, not being taken. Um, no, I don't, I don't worry about my sets being taken um, because I, I work hard enough to ensure that, it, that, that it's difficult to take it from me. Um, yeah. to, 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 to take my set, you're going to have to, yeah, you, you'd have to put some real effort in. And like I said to you again, right at the beginning, if you've got the ability to come in and take my set, then you deserve it. Like, well done. So I'm, I'm to you. sorry if I take um, your set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Come try it. I'm, I, I, welcome, I welcome any competition. Um, I worry about losing my set um, yeah. if a club wants to revamp or shut down. I worry about losing my set, but I don't worry about someone coming to take it. Um, but again, it, it comes down to um, also getting along with the people you work with and get along with other DJs. I have DJs yeah. hit me up all the time. Um, Ah, oh, I've seen you play here. Can you introduce me to the manager? Can you get me a set here? Can you get me a set here? And, and I do that all the time for for DJs that I kind of work with and I know and I like. And they do the same for me. There's been yeah. gigs in Newcastle that I've done that I wouldn't have got unless this other DJ phoned me and brought me in. And there's mm. been gigs in London that these DJs wouldn't have got unless I brought them in. Uh, gigs in Dubai that I brought DJs over for. So, yeah. yeah, I personally don't, worry about anyone taking anything from me because I get along with everyone I work with um, no one's going to take anything from me they're going to come and ask for my help and I'll give it to them and I'll ask for their help and they'll give it to me we'll, we'll, we'll work with, with each other so it's uh, it's not really a problem so would you want to be an artist tour DJ or a resident DJ and the artist comes down and you DJ for the artist no I've, I've had my day of uh, residencies um, I enjoyed it at the time and like I said it's a great way to build your brand and build, build your following but yeah. um, it gets boring, man. <laughs> it gets boring playing the same. Same, it's same, same, same day, you know? uh, it, it, it's, it's, it, it's, yeah, the problem is, as a resident, you're in the same venue all the time. You know the crowd like the back of your hand and it's not yeah. anyone's fault that you're there and you're good at your job, so you know everything. So you know the same hour set to play. You can play it in, you can play in any order you want. You can change the order every week. It doesn't matter. You're still going to, you yeah, yourself, you're still, still going to play the same, around the same music. Yeah. The same music, yeah. And that's what that's why I don't like residencies anymore. And I don't really take residencies um, unless 
um, unless it's a kind of viable option. This is an amazing club or amazing people that I can work with. I don't really, I, I don't take residencies anymore. Um, okay, so yeah, would you be an artist or a DJ? In terms of following an artist around? Yeah. Or, 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 or headlining your own shows? Yeah. Uh, in, follow, in, t- in terms of uh, following the artist around, you're their DJ at a festival or whatever show they've got. I mean, I, 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 it'd be cool, but that's not the kind of set that I play. Um, it would be cool. I wouldn't turn it down, but that's not what I'm looking to do. I've mm. been in the club, um, loads of clubs um, that I've been DJing and the artist DJ comes up. And the artist DJ, all they do is play a very quick 15, 20-minute warm-up set for their artist and then play the artist songs. That 20 minutes, you can't. You can't, you, can't get across any kind you, can't you can't get across. Yeah. You can't get across anything you want to do. And then when you're playing for the artist, you're not mixing. You're just dropping tracks for the artist to sing over. That's not mm. my idea of, of enjoyable DJing. Um, I'd do it for a little while. I'd get bored after a very short amount of time, and I'd go find something else to do. So that's nice. so, really, I'm happy doing. Is there a Nana B tour? I'm happy coming? doing the um, the um. Like like I said, I tour every year. Every year. Um, Kind of usually in May time, I, I do a, a European tour um, where I do oh, what I do. So I do Greece, France, Spain, London, Dubai, India, Ireland. So I, I hit all those places and I try yeah. and squeeze it into <clears throat> into a month. Um, I'd like to do like I'd like to do a bigger one, um, touch some places I've, I've, I've never played before, like America and stuff. Mm. Um, and I feel like this this would have been the year that I would have done it, um, yeah. just because of the network that I've been able to build over the past uh, three four years of being here. Um, it's not going to happen this year anymore. So I think I think when we go back to work, I'll concentrate on kind of finding my feet again in terms of a schedule, knowing where I'm going to be for the rest of the year, and I'll plan my tour for next year. But yeah, the tour is definitely on the cards for for next year. I'll do it every year anyway mm. on a on a small scale. So I'm going to try and ramp it up and do like yeah do maybe like a two-month tour a two-month world tour maybe so bro I've, i forgot the time but just to wrap up everything go go get my shroom <laughs> just to wrap oh, up yeah. everything um so in terms of your djing and everything um and also production do you kind of see yourself releasing songs into the charts and working with artists or do you kind yeah, of want to my production 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 isn't my priority. It's not my, my mm. passion. I love it, but it's not my passion. But I've been doing that uh, for a while anyway, and I released my first single last year, uh, yeah. which went really well. I like that. I released it as the kind of... I made the track two years before I released it. I thought, right, this track's in here. It's not doing anything. Yeah, I yeah. dropped it and it did really well. got support from all the major radio stations in the UK and in Dubai. Uh, did really well. So... Um, off the back of that, I realised that there is kind of a following for my music. People have been messaging me, asking me when the next tracks are coming out and stuff. So off the back of that year, I'm going to work on actually releasing, producing and releasing more music. Yeah, I'm waiting to hear a single, another one. I'm waiting to hear one. Oh, have you, have you, I've got, where's your, where's your, I've got where's your, tracks. where's your, where's your, where's your single out? In the... where's, where's the one you What's released? That? Is it, where's the one you released? Is it on SoundCloud or? No, it's everywhere. So it's on uh, iTunes, Apple Store, it's on Spotify. Okay. Amazon, it's, every, it's everywhere. Um, hit it in Google. It's called uh, Go by Nana B. Hit it in Google. You'll okay. find it anywhere. Um, yeah, let me know what you think. So give it yeah, a listen. Yeah, we'll I've, got, yeah, I've got loads of tracks that already completed sitting on my laptop and I'm just waiting for to get the time to, to give the tracks a decent promo mm. run 
to actually give it some success because they're, they're yeah, yeah. it's good in my opinion it's good music so i want it to get the the kind of exposure that it needs but bro i really appreciate this conversation we'll carry it on a lot more to talk about as well but um yeah hopefully i can work with you as well like in the future and yeah man it was good it was good talking to you i'll keep in touch and yeah, yeah let's, definitely. Let's, let's link up and try and do some work together but yeah stay safe man Ho- hopefully everything's going well for you though you too man take care i'll catch you soon appreciate everyone tuning in bye